I need I need a couple names. Sarah w- without an H, and Sierra. Um, also med- without also an H. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Scott without an H. If you want that one too. Oh yeah, I'm Justin without an H. Hey. Justin. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Justin. 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 <laughs> I'm like Sean Connery. You can be Scott. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. Stop it. Proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How you doing over there? Working on to make us live on YouTube as we speak. Nice. I love it. Yeah, you can find us on all sorts of social media. Just go to the Grit City Podcast page. That's gritcitypodcast.com. Is that right, Jeff? That is correct. I just like to make him sit stand back after he sits down. And if you guys want to help us out, one of the best ways to do so is to go to Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast, and we've got a lot of things going on over there. We've got the $4 tier, which you spend 4 bucks a month, which is a buck an episode. And what do you do there? Well, that's just giving us a little bit of money, showing your support all the way up to the $20, which is the t-shirt plus a whole bunch of other items and then the $50 one which is a sponsorship for the businesses you know the ones that really want to help us out those businesses like Jason the bacon savior you know we've talked about him a bunch he works with actually he owns Castle Security and Protection they're a security firm that they provide services to business owners in the greater Seattle area they got years of experience in law enforcement and security and they can provide you with in-depth evaluations of your company's security measures as well as identify vulnerabilities abilities that could result in financial losses. You've heard us talk about that with what Jason has done, not only saving Brogan's life from choking on bacon, but also helping him out with the security measures of Wizards Keep Games. If you want to set up a consultation and to get more information, you can give him a call at 206-659-5992 or visit castlesecpro.com. This is a great way to help us out as well, too. If you do something like this where we talk about your business, 50 bucks a month helping out on that thing and it'll help us out with the patreon because what are we looking for that we want to hold bigger events for some of our listeners who can make it out there we also want to be able to buy better equipment so we sound more professional which would probably help if we actually were more professional but at the same point every little bit helps so we really do appreciate that sort of thing please do that at Grit City Podcast, the Patreon, patreon.com slash Grit City Podcast. I'm excited for today because we've got some uh, uh, some people who love the Grit City as well. We got Sierra and Sarah from Grit City Magazine. How you guys doing? Good. Doing Thanks just for fine. having us. Nice. I'm excited for this. I really am. We're like Grit City cousins. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I want to start off uh, talking with you guys about how, how, how old is Grit City Magazine? So we... We launched the website and social media platforms in fall of 2017. Okay, so about a year and a half now? Yes. You guys been going for it? Yeah. Nice. Nice. And why? Like, like I mean, I when we started Grit City Podcast, it was when Brogan and Jeff did it, or... God, man. That What's your guy. name? That other guy. Scott. Scott. <laughs> the guy over there looking at his phone, trying to set up stuff. I forgot I, Yeah, I was. I was trying to uh, do the live stream as well, but Jeff's slowing me down. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was i mean why did you guys even start doing it because we're weird i don't know man i honestly i really don't know um just because i, I was new to the area i guess and brogan knows everybody mm-hmm. and so um it was just kind of a neat thing to to get, get to know the area meet some people and i just hang out tell us about the name um actually that was uh because we um well it actually on the fourth of july we were at brogan's house with uh rusty okay rusty. yeah 
um, is a comedian, right? So he's been doing comedy around the area for forever. And uh, we were gonna, we were recording. We hadn't actually recorded anything, but we were planning on recording at the back of Malarkey's, which we did for you know four years. Mm-hmm. And um, it used to be the Grit City Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and so we were you know throwing around names, and Rusty's like, well just called the grit city podcast and just, all these dumb lights went off in our heads. <laughs> all, God, yeah, there's a big sign outside like what were we thinking right so yeah that's how we came up with the name and then we just started hanging out rusty was our first guy and then yeah like the hundredth and fiftieth yeah, rusty's and been on all the time the and reboot yeah, and we started and with thing. comedians and then um breweries because that was kind of what we did <laughs> still do <laughs> and uh yeah we've been to reno and we did some breweries in reno and uh like norwest con we do that i could go on and on so where did you guys decide to go with grit city mag so, uh, the summer of 2017, I met a guy named William Manzanares, local business owner, entrepreneur. Um, he had this idea. You want to do a magazine about Tacoma, mm-hmm. but he didn't really, his idea wasn't very fully, fully formed. Um, and it was going to be something much more like reviews based. And I, I met with him and I said, okay, you know, you could do that, but you're going to be going up against Google, Facebook, Yelp and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, I had an idea based on a magazine that I previously worked for, um, shut down long ago, um, on like a basically like a hyper local publication. That was kind of the concept. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. From my experience in Tacoma, I'd, like there's just so much cool shit going on here that you know people. There's just more stories than we ever have time to tell in Tacoma. So Absolutely, yeah. There's no, you know, there's a a lot of people try to a lot of publications try to be all things to all people that kind of thing and so but focusing really local talking to a specific audience um really like there's a power in that that's overlooked um and so basically the idea from the get-go was tacoma has great stories to tell and that was was it that's a little uh really along the lines of what i wanted to do because i came back when uh brogan and scott took a little bit of a break from it and then it was i've i've known brogan for like 25 years known scott for as long as brogan has known scott and it was like why don't we bring it back because it's that same thing there's not a lot of like everyone seems to think that tacoma is this hellscape uh especially if you get anybody outside in like seattle or on the east side uh, uh they just are like there's such a reputation for this place and i grew up in a university place and i've lived in tacoma for most of my life and i understand like no there's some cool things now the 90s sucked but the <laughs> 80s kind of sucked but it was like now there is a massive resurgence and there's so much stuff that is going on right now that you need to talk about it. you need to show that it's it's weird yes it's a little abrasive yes but at the same point there's some really cool stuff going on yeah and that was i mean that was a lot of what drove it um and then so the the second part of that story so we launched everything in uh, probably October or something and like late October, early November, Sarah came on, um, to the magazine and revamped everything. A lot of my, uh, technical aspects were like kind of old school, uh, old fashioned, like how the whole website worked. Mm-hmm. Um, she totally re- revamped our social media presence, which totally changed how we interact. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Cause <laughs> I'd really love the social media stuff. Thank you. I'm kind of a nerd about the whole thing, so I'm looking forward to it. That's that's fun. That's fun. So so you got in with it like that. Are you, are you both from this area or transplants or how does it how's that, how does it worked out for you guys? I grew up in Kitsap. I right. graduated from South Kitsap High School, so I'm you know, I it was the nineties. We would come down to Tacoma to go to the mall and then yeah. we would go immediately back home. So <laughs> yeah. I grew up coming to Tacoma, but it was not in the era that people just hung out and spend a lot of time here absolutely so. but you know i do have like a lot of tacoma memories i was a soccer player in high school and so i played against stadium usually they won against <laughs> us but you know i played in stadium bowl and um all that and then life happened and we've been my family moved here about eight years ago now okay so you came back after a while yeah oh nice 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 and Tira? I'm actually from California, which might Boo. be like the only thing worse. <laughs> might be the only thing worse than being from. He was Seattle. trying to avoid saying that earlier. I could tell. Yeah, I, you know, it came up. <laughs> no, it's fine, and that's one of those those things that you have to realize too. I mean, the the transplant community, especially um, uh, with like military as well, is one of those big things around here. It's like there are people that come from here, and I mean, I, I've moved away mm-hmm. multiple times, um, going as far as like Jersey and coming back here because goddamn Jersey is terrible. Um, <laughs> Um, but it's like I always end up coming back here and it's I don't have any ill will towards people coming here from anywhere just for the simple fact of the matter is like cool now get to see what we see 
in all of yeah. this. Uh, well, I'm right. a transplant from Nevada, right? Yeah. Boo. Uh, no. I know, right? Same thing. Same thing, dude. You get the same thing. Boo. It's, uh, <laughs> but and I think it's always been Tacoma's thing, right? It's always the city of destiny. It's always been the end of the railroad. I think it's just that's the place. It's a port city. Like, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the stories for our third hard copy magazine that I did is um, I went into the Northwest room of the library and pulled out some old files. And in 1976, there was this program put in to um, interview people who had who were in their like 80s. Really? So we're talking about like born in the 1890s. Um, But there's a lot of stories of like how they came to Tacoma. And sometimes, you know, there are people who are really purists about being Tacoma born and Tacoma raised mm-hmm. and we've gotten a tiny bit of flack about the two of us neither of us being pure Tacomans but those people could suck it <laughs> basically <laughs> basically at this point but it's really interesting you know going back and reading about people who journeyed here by train for two weeks like you know Tacoma's like you were saying been a long history of people who were arriving here and had lives other places before Absolutely. And it's like uh, you're talking about like the, the, the late 1800s, the building we're in right now, the Union Club, it built in 1888. And somehow, and it's been fun because they've been able to preserve a lot of the history with it while updating it a bit in order to make it uh, you know, feasible for a shared working space. But it's, it's cool because you get to see all of that old architecture with here. They managed not to tear all of it down in like the 70s and 80s like they wanted to do. That was something I've heard about Tacoma specifically um, because historically it had been uh, overlooked in favor of Seattle. It actually it had this interesting effect where a lot of the buildings were preserved, whereas like, you know, the rejuvenation and like all this brutalist architecture that took over in the 70s and 80s, -hmm. like Tacoma just avoided a lot of that. And so you have these like beautiful neighborhoods of like just craftsman homes from the early 1900s buildings from all over that like were it a different city or were it more popular, a lot of those would have been torn down for condos a long time ago. Absolutely. And it's fun to like see all of those houses. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to move back down into Tacoma was to, I, at first I wanted a 1900s house. And then I realized a lot of the times dealing with the electrical work and the basements <laughs> of that. So I got one built in the 50s. They're better for looking at than living in. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. And there's one of the things you realize too. It's like when people are building their own homes, they're building them for them. Mm-hmm. So you'll get, and it's, I don't know what what it was in like the the turn of the century of the 1900s but everybody wanted narrow ass staircases <laughs> the ones that were completely steep and like could fit a half of a person in and then they also turn and yeah. so you're like okay there's no way you can move any of your furniture upstairs or any of these sort of things and it's but it's a charm it's the charm that they have with it now i wanted to also talk to you guys about you just talked about some of the cool things you're able to do um city hall you guys have been able to check out City Hall. And what do you guys think about the fact that there's going, they're going to be updating it like we've just been talking about? I think we're thrilled. Yeah, it's, um, I think the Union Club is a good example of what we're hoping will be done there. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, like City Hall's in a really interesting space because it's not like, you know, 1950, it shut down and it's just been a, a ghost building since then. Literally. Like there were, yeah, you know, there were a lot of, they had this whole weird like indoor promenade in the 60s and 70s and then it was office buildings for a long time different retail things and i think it was like sometime in the early 90s the last remaining holdout tenant finally left mm-hmm. and then this guy was going to convert it all into condos and then there's something and I, I might be mixing up the story but i think it was something like the fire sprinklers went off and like flooded a bunch of stuff Ooh. so like it but there's was, signs of new construction in there. So well, it's right. weird when you go in, you feel like it's a project that's already going, but that actually stopped a long time ago. Ooh, weird. So right. it's had people buy it and then just not follow through with whatever they were doing then. Right. So there's one guy who owned the whole building, and then he was going to turn it into condos, and a lot of that work is still evident, you know, like half-drywalled spaces. Um, and then he couldn't finish it for whatever reason ran out of money the city bought it back from him i think or somehow acquired it again Mm -hmm. and then the city had been going through this long process of finding someone to buy it and do something good and proper with it and then the the whole people who run the union club and surge and everything won the bid for that and you know looking over there dream of it it's kind of exciting to see what they want to do with it at least to me it really was because 
it was they're talking about like the retail space mm-hmm. and then uh, a, a little bit of the micro apartments, um, which I think will be really good for um, people that need to travel here, but also like college students for like UW Tacoma and then having the shared workspace, but then just the event space that people can go to as well. It's yeah. pretty amazing. I'm really curious what. So I remember specifically you said something about the clock tower was going to be some event space. And, yeah. like, you know, <clears throat> Okay, you can sweep out all the dead pigeons and stuff, but like there's <laughs> there's like one gap in the top where light comes in from like where the bells actually sit. There's like a hatch that was blown open when we were there. And then like there aren't any windows in there. Really? And it's not a huge space. Like there's, you know, we've got hmm. photos of it and it's it's beautiful. It's an amazing building. But I'll be really interested to see what exactly to do with that space in particular. Because, like, when you're in there, it's not actually that large of a space. No, and they've got this enormous the clock mechanism is like the size of a large refrigerator that sits in the middle of this room, and it's got the arms that go out to the clock faces that you see on the outside. Yeah. Um, And it looked like someone was trying to revamp that or make it. Uh, make it work again like I don't know if they're going to take that whole thing out and just have the clocks be decorative or what but it's and it's something like 55,000 square feet of mm-hmm. space maybe yeah. more and like it's you know you, you couldn't cover it up with drywall if you wanted to like there's going to be a lot of the original <laughs> building still left over and it's just going to be such a cool place to hang that'll out. be really awesome I you think you um, had pictures of that in your article right the yeah. clock stuff yeah that was yeah. one of the first ones you did I think we're, well not that you did but I noticed like that was one that got really like yeah. a lot of attention and we, at least for me right? yeah that I was, was like, well, such a unique opportunity super jealous we, just so we met know. with the, <laughs> damn it yeah we had through a couple of our other stories we kind of gotten the attention of one of the uh, one of the people who works at the historic preser- the office of historic preservation in the city of Tacoma um, and so we went and met with her and it's just like general talking about, like, let's get to know each other. And then I kind of leaned over and I was like, Hey, what's the story with old city hall? <laughs> yeah. You nice. got the keys for that? And she's like, Oh yeah. Uh, I can talk to some people. They were like, if you sign a waiver and wear a hard hat. Yeah. Yeah. We like, sure. <laughs> okay. And so essentially like, she gave us a tour of the building and left us in the clock tower and said, all right, you got like three hours. That's like, awesome. Okay. Let's Did do it. Okay. So wait, who's the ghost guy? Because... Me. Well, I mean, uh, well, I can... am I really, I mean, I think we all are really. No, you are. You oh, okay. No. It's me. <laughs> no. Um, oh, no and that... Jeff is pretty into the ghost too. He had the uh, app on his phone. Yeah. So we were getting like, in it, I mean, it's the app. I'm pretty sure I'm like a hundred percent sure the app is bullshit, um, but at the same now. point, <laughs> but on. at the same point, like when it does things that kind of coincide with what. I mean, it's this technology. It's already always listening to us, but I want to believe. I really want to believe. And this place, this place is creepy. Mm. The Union Club? Yes. Yeah. yes. You know what? I was never creeped out until the one day. We had one day when we were all in here. Yeah. And I swear, I was walking through here, and I swear somebody walked by, and I was like, hey, and nobody's in here. A light and turned I off, and no one was around. But these guys were creeping me out with their dumb app anyway. They were, yeah. So, <laughs> so I hate these guys. what does it feel like in City Hall? So the what I wanted to tell you is okay, there's yeah. this big banister in one part, and I'm sure somebody's just fucking with us, but <laughs> you know how you can like use the oh, side yeah. of your hand to like a, make a baby look a baby footprint yeah thing. so okay, there was yeah. one of those like in the dust oh, on the stairway see, see. and then someone had also written red rum see and oh, see. like when it's like a red rum it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's a pop culture it's reference so i'm a little bit more along the lines of believe that but but sierra ended up uh, taking the photos in the basement alone by himself and that's where gus i believe it was right so the legend that we heard from so a few different places um so in the basement and it's like if you're on Pack Ave and you look through that window, basically you're you're at the level where there there used to be you go down you go down a flight of stairs and then there's the jail cells, um, and that was where a lot of the bootleggers during Prohibition wound up. Um, okay, yeah. Later on, ironically, there was a bar put in there, and so <laughs> the bartenders there would. So there was a I guess rewinding a little bit. Uh, one of the pri- or one of the jail guards was a guy named Gus, mm-hmm. and supposedly his ghost hung out there. And he would he was like kind of a a friendly ghost, I guess. Like he would right, he yeah. would knock bottles off the bar, but they would never break. And like flipping the light switches, that kind of thing. Like yeah, so bar- announcing his presence without being right. a total dick. Okay, just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like. And, you know, they would acknowledge his presence and then he would calm down and stop messing with stuff. But there's some cool stuff down there. Like one of the cells that the word Siberia is carved above the cell. Yeah. We think that maybe it was because it was super cold down That's there. That's weird. Yeah, but right. It's seriously like the not that we've been in all of them, but it is the creepiest basement in Tacoma. Like I, I'd put money on that because it's so we we ran out of time. We were like, you know, three hours is not 
a whole lot of time to photograph an entire giant building like that. And so Sarah wound up on like the mezzanine talking to uh, Lauren from the, from the city. And I went down to the basement cause I really love doing like uh, light painting photography in dark spaces. Cool. And so I set up my tripod and I was just walking around with a flashlight in this basement and it's like, uh, it's a lot of just heavy stone, dark mm-hmm. water dripping. And the creepy thing too is because the city has changed around the building and, you know, streets were torn out and rebuilt in different yeah. places. There are a couple stairways that will like, you, know, you go around a corner and you go up and it just ends. Cause that's where a sidewalk is in now. Oh and geez. So okay. Like, yeah. You can, yeah. And it's very, you know, it's like the sandstone walls or something like eight feet thick there. So it's completely silent. That's got to be super yeah. creepy. They should tear yeah. it down. Fuck no, that place. No, no, <laughs> no. I don't want nothing to do with it. See, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about it. like, oh, man, that would be great audio. No way. Like, that would be perfect to like record in there. You're I on know. your own. <laughs> Get it. Well, and that's like this building. I used to work down right next door to uh, Tacoma Comedy Club is now uh, the Department of Assigned Council and uh, Court of Appeals. They're attached next to each other on Broadway and then Market. And the... Uh, assigned council they've got the the one of the floors the second floor was where they kept all the storage uh for all the random stuff they would have and one of the rooms just in the back it goes to a brick wall that leads to the tunnels that do whatever we want to go okay yeah. uh, i don't know dude man i actually might know the guy who still works there as security girl yeah see and that's it's actually kind of funny on that point too because connections like yeah. how do you, how did you guys get all of these like connections working with the magazine and stuff like that? Tacoma's a weird place, like, right? Isn't it? It, it is, but like I feel like we just asked and people were really nice and said yes. <laughs> There's I don't was there a big secret that you can remember? I don't think so. I mean, like I guarantee you that like we have a mutual friend. Oh, for sure, more like, than likely, just, yeah. And that's the way it goes in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows each other with like two or three degrees of separation, and because generally what we do just like hey here's some cool stuff about Tacoma like pretty much everyone is into like oh yeah cool that'd be fun let's talk about that it is like a really open place for people doing like weird projects or just doing something they're like hey I want to do this thing you're like yeah you do and we're gonna help you like it's a neat place for that I really like that when we had the uh, Radio Tacoma ladies on Mm -hmm. it was uh, the only reason why they got done was sheer force of will Mm -hmm. and the people (laughs) that they knew and it was just they knew an engineer they found a person in Tacoma who Somehow knew a person so they could put a translator up on is some building in downtown. Yep. Someone had an antenna, yeah, right? Like yeah. Just happened to have mm-hmm. an antenna that they gave them. And right? then it's that like, it, it's, it's one of those things I really love about Tacoma, too, is just like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, they might give you a little gruff about some things or whatever, but at the same point, by and large, a lot of people want to help other people around here. It's kind of a, I guess it's kind of a surprise to anybody else coming down here when they see it. There was a time when we were starting that we were sort of concerned about, you know, People want to celebrate Tacoma, and I think one of the reasons people like what we're doing so much is that we're shining a light on things and paying attention to things that they have loved for a long time, and so they're glad to see Tacoma getting some love. But then there's this other facet where people are scared of what change is in the works and how many people are going to move here, and it makes us try and be very careful about, like, are we promoting the city and celebrating things in a good way, or we want to toe the line where we're not also like trying to use the city. Yeah. The, the, the classic gentrification fears Yeah, and which is a really big thing. And it's like when you see what's happening in Hilltop, it's exciting, but also a little bit scary when mm-hmm. you see people who have had businesses there for years and years and years. Um, and the fear that suddenly their lease is going to go up and then this family business that they have is just going to have to go away because they've been priced out of the place that they've lived in for forever. Yeah, but you've seen um, other businesses that are trying to open. Like I just saw a bakery on, on Reddit that was uh, vandalized. People oh, were yeah. Yeah. painting on the outside. I mean, that's total bullshit. I'm sorry if you don't want whatever, but you can't go vandalize somebody's I actually business, saw right? that there was a church also. Yeah, it, it used to be a church. It's and being turned into a residence, yeah, right? And there, someone, yeah. was it Get Out? Is yeah. That they what? did, yeah, they did Get Out on, on, the bakery. on the bakery, on the windows. And they did... Uh, uh, gentrification against mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the... Yeah, and it was, it was absolutely the same person. Uh, same spray paint, uh, yeah. like within a mile or so of the other place. Yeah. And it's like... It's a bakery, dude. Like, yeah. really, come on. Like... Come on, man. I think, though, like, to not complete, I mostly agree with you, but I think one of the things that um, that surprisingly we've largely avoided in the storytelling and everything that we're trying to do is that Tacoma is in a really unique 
place as a city in the United States and especially in the West Coast, on the West Coast, that like a lot of, so full disclosure, I lived in San Francisco before living in Tacoma. My wife grew up in Gig Harbor. So oh man, you're losing here. points. <laughs> I, after I know, one I after another, I what are you doing? It keeps getting worse. I know. It's, people will find out eventually anyway. But you know anyway. what people, everybody should quit listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He so just like, got a 253 number uh, recently. So Congratulations. Like, I figured it, you know, it's <laughs> kind of bullshit to be trying to do a magazine about Tacoma and have a 415 area. That's funny because <laughs> I, I still have a 775 from Nevada. Yeah. I'm never going to change it. <laughs> well, so like, so there are the the fear and the apprehension that drive people to do stuff like that, you know, in whatever aspect, whether it's, you know, giving us shit for, you know, being from outside or, you know, a bakery opening up or a church being turned into a home or whatever. It's because of the things that have happened in other cities. Like San Francisco has always been a popular, expensive city, mm-hmm. but then it went from expensive to just absolutely untenable. Yeah. And then it started to spill over into Oakland where it was like, you know, traditionally blue collar, people of color, you know, underserved communities. And then like all this, you know, gentrification just flooded in and just in the worst possible way. Mm-hmm. And that's happened in lots of cities and lots of neighborhoods all over the city or all over the country. And I think because Tacoma is like, it's not right next to Seattle, but it's getting some of that. And I think the people of Tacoma have seen that happening yeah. in places like Oakland and certain neighborhoods all around you know, suburbs and other cities next to big cities. And there's, I, I see it as a generally a good thing that people are aware of this and like, you're going to get some pushback and you're going to get people, you know, who go a little bit more extreme, but I think that's like at its core, that's, what's going to keep Tacoma Tacoma and not just a, you know, Seattle South. Yeah. And I mean, that's a really good, uh, really good point on that. I mean, yeah. I mean, solid point on that. Uh, we are talking with Sarah and Sierra from the Grit City Podcast. Thank you, guys. I think we maybe need to get a refill yes, on our drinks. Yes, it's beer time. All right, it's beer time. We will come right back and uh, talk a little bit more with the guys. Hey, it's Justin for the Union Club in Tacoma. And what is the Union Club? At the heart of it, it is a co-working space that is nice enough to let us actually record here, which is awesome. It is a spot where you can get a cafe membership, which is meaning that from 9 to 5 in the morning, you can have yourself a working space all the way up to your own private office. One of the beautiful things about this is that all levels of members get the beautiful view. They have print, scan, and copy services with internet and utilities included you can get a incoming mail service so if you need a business address it's right there free coffee tea and purified water access to the conference room and of course all of the monthly events if you want to hold your own event anybody can do so but with membership you get a cheaper pricing which is always good if you want some information or to schedule a tour head over to www.unionclubtacoma.com this is also where you can get links to their social media and you can see pictures of the location how much personality this place really really has how awesome it is and then maybe get yourself a tour again check them out at unionclubtacoma.com we are back. We are with Sierra and Sarah from the Grit City Magazine, which you can find at gritcitymag.com. And you guys did start as an online publication, and it has morphed since then. But why did you originally decide just to do it online? Uh, basically, it's a hell of a lot cheaper that way. <laughs> all right. All right. Good point. Um, and I mean, that's where a lot of people interact with media in general. Um, my experiences in various publications i started out as a photographer freelance photographer got into writing uh when i started shooting for editorial magazines and every magazine that i knew of um they had either been around for 50 years and they're like established or Mm -hmm. they went for a year and they shut down because it was too expensive and so my original idea was like doing a magazine in print is just a bad idea you're gonna lose money you're gonna fail but Obviously, and, like, yeah, and now you guys are doing print. Yeah, now we're doing print, which is uh, which is a lot of fun because you guys actually brought one in, and I'm opening it up for uh, Jeff to watch on the video. Oh, this is thick. I like this. This is cool. Look at that. Oh, that is cool. That is really awesome. Like so, now this which which one is this magazine? That is number two, volume number two. Wow, this is really cool. I love the art direction. Now, when you're making a cover like this, now how did what goes into making a cover like this? 
Uh, honestly, Sarah and, and we I, beg for help. Yeah, we have <laughs> we have essentially nothing to do with the, the design of our magazine. Um, that was a friend of mine from college. is a brilliant graphic designer, Donahi Mejia. Um, she does all of our design. We we give input and we change things around here and there. But um, when we started the the magazine, the the whole overarching, or when we started the the print magazine, we really. It, we figured if we're going to take the time to do it, we wanted to make it something that you wanted to hold on to instead of just you read it. Yeah, and look at those it. pictures. That's fantastic. That's Sierra. Yeah, that is a really good <laughs> picture. You make great pictures, dude. That, that, it's, it's a beautiful magazine. Like it's big. Yeah, um, it's gorgeous. It's, it's it's bound. Like that is the neatest yeah. binding along mm-hmm. the edges. So there's a whole story behind the stitching. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when we uh, just a. Trying to decide how much of the story to tell. Uh, tell it we, all. Well, so we made this. We made the magazine kind of as an accident when we were doing a. Um, <laughs> Oops! You made a magazine. <laughs> well, we were doing. We were hanging out. So, I guess rewinding more and more. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. used to work at a bars. Okay. Because um, we figured we could only drink so much coffee in a day, but beer, you're good. Yeah. Um, so we we're we we're down at Narrows Brewing, um, and we were just. I think we were the only ones there that day and we were chatting with the bartender and talking about what we do and just out of the blue she's like oh that's really cool would you guys ever want to do like a collaboration kind of beer where like we brew a beer and you you give input on that and Uh, put your name on it and we're like yes yeah please nice and making connections going right back to what we were talking about right exactly round a very roundabout way the name hard copy IPA ended up coming up and we're this is like well shit if we're gonna do a hard copy IPA we have to have a hard copy magazine yeah. <laughs> and that was like six weeks before right the due date so came we were out, saying, which is not an advisable like, amount of time it was literally like so what are you gonna put on the can like the one of the brewers was like what are you gonna put on the can uh, and we're like oh I don't know she's like well, how about a copy of your magazine and we're like we don't, we don't actually have a, like a, an actual magazine she's like could you make one and we're like probably oh, sure how hard can that be <laughs> and so we yeah we we literally threw the first one together in six weeks like from like shrugging shoulders to like here it is in the envelope that is insane that's is that's a, an amazingly short amount of time it is that one i think you know the gods smiled upon us because so this- along the way in the process we went and talked to lance kagi at rotator creative um same guy that is part of the beautiful angle project nice. oh, i was um, gonna ask about them they had done um, a rotator magazine. They did one edition, and so we just thought, you know, like, what advice can you give us? What do you know that we don't know? And Lance pulled out a bunch of magazines that he really admired, and one of them had a stitched binding. And we were like, oh, that's so cool. We wish we had a machine that did that. And then Lance turns and points across the room. He's like, I have a machine that does that. Nice. Right. And so, and he said, like, yeah, you guys can borrow it. And so we, we took oh, this thing funny. home and put it in my garage, and then we spent, you know, like five weeks making the thing and like oh yeah cool we'll just use this machine to stitch it all together and then it was like a week before we were telling everyone we we're going to send it out before we actually turned the thing on and tried to use it and it was like it was a terrible pain in the ass like this thing <laughs> is not meant for stitching magazines so for the record it's like a machine that's meant to like zip the top of charcoal bags or oh, go across the top yeah. of dog food bags not necessarily a thick magazine no, there's no finesse there's a foot pedal and it's like it's off or 100 percent on <laughs> and so and then like we had to figure out like the, the thread that came with it kept breaking because we were running it through like 16 sheets of paper instead of like three like it's not used to and so we had to figure all that out solve problems had to i broke a needle had to find one on amazon get it sent home and all this all these problems but then we we figured out the magic formula and we got it worked out and it is really like we people really they like you know they they touch it they feel like there's there's a little embossed thing in the corner and it's like the tactile part of it um it, it all plays into it and like it, it, it sounds, I mean, it's a nerdy relate, but when I'm like um, uh, playing like Dungeons and Dragons or something like that, I like, <laughs> I know, I know shit. Shut up, Scott. But we have, and you know, it's like having the book as opposed to like a PDF file. I love having the book. And that seems to, uh, a lot of the times um, with people, uh, with magazines and such like that, it kind of goes into that sort of thing as well. Yeah. And so how many did you print off on the first run for the first ever, you know, magazine? So we had no idea at all how many to do. We were like 100. Um, Somewhere along the way, we decided 250 is a good number. And then one of Sierra's friends was like, you're being dumb. Do 253. Right. That's great. Perfect. So we officially sold 253 of the first run, and they all sold out. Congratulations. Awesome. Before we even had them printed and in hand. 
Uh, we printed 300 because we actually have a large, like, scratch and dent pile is what we call it. <laughs> we fucked up a whole bunch and spilled beer on a stack of them. And oh, that's yeah. a collector's item. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah. So we still have a stack of scratch and dents. Um, a lot of people who are interested in our magazine now want to know if there's any possibility if they can get a number one because they want to have the whole collection. Mm-hmm. And very lot of arguing between Sierra and I, we've decided that we'll probably do a reprint of number one nice. on the first year anniversary. So this coming September, September, 2019, but we're going to call it the bootleg edition. Oh, that's cool. So it's so killer. The people that got the originals will still have the originals, but there will be something for people who want the whole set. It's just going to be, it'll look different. It'll be obviously a different, like a second edition. And it was like, you know, she was thinking of, of it more as like uh, an edition book where you can do like the first edition and second edition. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of it more as like an edition fine art piece where like you know you have something hanging in the gallery and you've got a little pencil in the corner like one of 253 like you can't sell 254 yeah you just can't do that right. so, but a magazine is more like a book than right. an this art is, print i love well, this i love it, this argument it, though yeah well, it, you guys right, kind of straddle that that perfect medium where it, it is a magazine but it is beautiful like you guys put out a little piece of art with the right. stitching and the whole aesthetic, like um, the printing, it's all really beautiful. Right? Sure. So, as soon as I saw it, I was going to ask about the beautiful angle, guys, because there's, yeah. there's oh, a yeah. little touch of that, right? Well, so there's an actual, on our second hard copy, which we have available now, we have about 70 of them left before we run out. But the back page of that magazine is an actual beautiful angle oh, poster, okay. and it's a well, toast it's a print to Tacoma. Of, okay, sorry. A print yeah. of one. <laughs> yeah. So we were at, Artwork from... Right. We were at Fulcum Gallery a while back for the Beautiful Angle show that they Actually, did. Actually, um, could you would, could one of you explain? Because people that aren't from here, they have no sure. idea. Well, people that are from here some don't have an idea yeah. about the Beautiful Angle stuff. Sure. So Lance Kagey and Tom Llewellyn. Lance is a graphic designer. Tom is a writer. Uh, something like 16 years ago, they um, decided to do this this project. I think the first ones, first few they made were actually just like photocopies at Kinko's. Um, but then <laughs> Lance has this amazing collection of letterpress, everything, uh, actual presses and like lead and wood type in his basement. Wow. And so every month, give or take, for the last 16 years, they've been making these letterpress posters. And they make something like 300 of them at a time. Um, I thought it was 200, and then they put out 120, something Yeah, like so they, they make a bunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all different kinds of themes. Sometimes it's really big, heavy stuff. Sometimes it's just like, hey, you know, pizza is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a lot of different things. Um, and they they take at least 100 of them. Uh, and they, they stick them up all over town. Uh, staple them to telephone poles. You know, hide them here and there. I actually I randomly I found one earlier this afternoon when I was watching. <laughs> Congratulations! Because uh, they did one for Chinese New Year. Did you grab it? Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and so they they hide those all up and they're just up for grabs. Um, and they're usually like they're gone in minutes because yep. people are looking for them. And then they take the other remaining. I think it's they they must they they must pass out more than a hundred or hand out more than a hundred. Uh, and then they keep a hundred left and then they sell those on their website. Um, and that funds the whole project because it's, I mean, nice. these things are beautiful pieces of artwork. Um, and so we, we saw this one, this Tacoma Toast, that it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, I'm not above you, I'm not below you. And it's like you clink on the top of the glass, you clink on the bottom of the glass. I'm right there with you, you clink in the middle glass in old Tacoma. Nice. Um, I love that. That's really cool. nice. Yeah. And we saw that print. That was from like a few years ago that they made that poster. We saw that at Fulcrum Gallery and we're like, hey, Lance and Tom, uh, we need a back cover for a magazine would you mind if we use this and they're like oh yeah sure here's the file literally oh, within awesome. like half an hour they were like sure here's the file yeah like yeah. We, so we giving had on. and so welcoming yeah but we met them like which is randomly at the swiss i think one time All brogan right. and i were out drinking and <laughs> I mean, these guys are handing out posters and we're like hey what do you do right and yeah. just super cool guys they sat and talked to us for probably 20 minutes a half hour told us all about it but killer yeah they were never on the show they're they're a little um I don't know. They just I, they don't want a lot of publicity, I guess, sure. or they kind of want to keep it underground a little yeah. bit. It's it's a neat thing they do. They've won awards. They're on Wikipedia. Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> we're not on Wikipedia. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're, you're right. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're not. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so moving from that, um, you know, going online and then going into the print, um, you still have an online presence. You still have GridCityMag.com, and then also with your social media, I have to say, you guys are killing it. Like it is insanely good, especially with the uh, Snowman that we did just recently have. Um, first off, personally, how did you guys deal with Snowmageddon? Because uh, I'm on the east side, and my street was 
pretty screwed. But also, I was a block away from Pacific Avenue, so I could get to the main streets. But I was I was kind of stuck for a couple days. Uh, I was fine. I honestly like. So I did a lot of the the caption writing for the thing, and like I did not think it's that big a deal. Like I've seen heavy snow. I've seen yeah. ice. My truck's got four wheel drive, so it's a little bit easier. And I, you know, it's like you get off of the one street. I live in South Tacoma, and once you get onto a main street, like it's not that bad. Yes, but like that said, a lot of the pictures that we posted were just like from my front yard because like that's <laughs> what we did. Like, you know, here's the five snowflakes on my my walkway. So we started that thinking, you know. So I grew up in the area in Kitsap, but still close by enough mm-hmm. to know that like there's a lot of threats and of big snowstorms, but generally they don't follow through. Exactly. So that was kind of where the sarcasm started, and I talked to Sierra, and I was like, you know, it's funnier if the snow doesn't actually show up. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But then it is- showed up in spades, and we were like. Right. Well, shit, what are we going to do now? Because we can't just mock it because it's actually here. Yeah, we got to, like, cannibalism on, like, day two. I'm like, I I hope this doesn't go for, like, a whole week because I'm kind of running out of ideas. I know. It was like, and I'm just like, you know what, though? A lot of people are, I mean, like, the build up to these, like, when the weather people are legitimately freaking out yeah. and, like, all of these people, there were, like, four-hour lines at Winco. Yeah. I'm really happy I didn't go to Winco that day because I was going to like the day before the gigantic one, like the Thursday before the big uh, snowstorm. I was like, yeah, we should probably go. And then my wife got home a little late from work and I was feeling lazy. So I'm like, yeah, let's just I'll do it in the morning. No worries. And it was fine where I was. But it was people taking videos of just lines and just stuff just taken out. So you're like. Yeah, this is going to be the apocalypse. And you kind of fed right into that perfectly. I was at Fred Meyer on 19th, and I posted the photo of, like, the top ramen shelf was obliterated. <laughs> um, but they, the cashier I talked to said it was worse than Black Friday. Yeah, there was a uh, local YouTuber in Tacoma that went through, like, I think it was the day after. And she was going through and, like, showing everything people took. She's like, toilet paper <laughs> and cotton balls, all the bananas. She's yeah. like, I don't know yeah, what's yeah. going I don't, on. Right? Well, I don't understand that. That was, like, a thing that happened, like, on Reddit and social media and, yeah. like, everywhere, like, bananas were just wiped out <laughs> i don't know about bananas i will say like there's a lot of like people questioning like do you not have food at home do you not have any backup supplies and for me personally i can just reply to that like yeah i do have stuff my family would have been fine but if i'm gonna be cooped up i want to like spend time cooking yeah and so i was looking to like make stew and right. homemade macaroni and that's why i was out shopping there was not an onion to be had in the whole place though and no macaroni noodles at all really <laughs> so yeah well, when we went we had gun shopping the week before so it was like we're kind of fine but it's like i want junk food like we don't have junk food normally in the house so i'm like i'm gonna be caught up in right. this crap i need something it wasn't that we had nothing it's that we like wanted to pick what we were gonna do the yeah. apocalypse with. <laughs> so yeah you guys are killing with the social media do you guys have a certain uh plan when you're going forward with social media or did it just kind of happen because you were cooped up and you're like well i can do this i I mean i think it was my idea to do a series to do like a log of the events um i suppose it would be nice if people believed we had a plan for (laughs) instead of just coming up with it on an hourly basis going back to like the bigger picture though like what we first started out doing was what most people do is like you're trying to bring followers to your website. Mm-hmm. But then we realize like we don't actually have ads on our website. So what does it matter if we're dragging people there or not? At that time, we didn't anyway. Um, and so we started being like, what would happen if we just like served little stories up to people exactly where they were and didn't try and force them to make a click to anywhere? And I think that's one of the things that's really helped us grow is providing like really good quality content. Sarah's imagery really helps. And then, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, just good short stories about Tacoma. And it's easy. It's, we try and make it easy to like us. That's a good point, though, because you, you want to have a little bit of that amiability, I guess, so to speak. I don't know. I'm not a wordsmith. And I'm looking. It was like, you know what I meant? That was yeah. a big word. I know. <laughs> Every time I say a big word, I'm afraid I'm using it wrong. Um, <laughs> Now, in terms of you guys doing this, it's 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 definitely more than you. But if someone is interested in becoming a part of um, Grit City Magazine or helping out or doing something or trying to do that, is there a way for people to come and, uh, you know, submit stories or pictures or incorporate themselves in what you guys are doing? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, because I guess we told the beginning story, the the more recent story, our co-founder... William Manzanares, uh, last December, he, he, he had essentially been like, he had been funding the project up until December. And then he said, like, you guys are doing great. 
here you go. And he, he gave us the entire business. Oh, wow. Like, just, like, no, like, pay me back. Uh, just gave us the entire thing. And so now, like, that's awesome. But now... Congratulations, also- responsibility. Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so Sarah and I do all of it. And, like, we're not business people. But, you know, we're trying to figure out a lot of stuff up. Trying to figure this stuff out as we go along. Well, and- we're super business people. We can help you out. Look at us. <laughs> Come on. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. You're yeah. mispronouncing um, beer. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> people <laughs> yes um so we don't have a freelancer budget right now and like we had both done the freelancer gig for years before this and we know like this whole like you know oh it's going to be such great exposure for you to get yeah. your stuff in our magazine like that's bullshit we don't yeah. want to do that so whenever we get somebody who will email us or ask us like hey how do we contribute or whatever like we'll tell them that up front like we can't pay you and some people are you know if you're trying to make a business out of this like we totally respect that that you're not going to do stuff for free and that's cool we're good some people you know if they're in whatever place and they just want some exposure or if it's like you know they got a cool job and they're they're fine doing that and they just want to tell some stories about Tacoma like we're more than happy to provide the platform for that Nice. Um, eventually when we figure all the business stuff out and we can pay freelancers and we can hire someone other than the two of us, like, you know, that is a big important thing that like Tacoma needs a thriving freelancer population. Um, so as it is right now, like, you know, we have that conversation, like, you know, we can't pay you. Are you still interested? Yes. Cool. Then when we establish that, um, I've got a list of 200 something ideas of stories that I'd like to tell in Tacoma that I'll never get to. Yeah, I understand. Rather that. than doing like <laughs> right. But rather than like handing out assignments to individual photographers or writers or whoever, um I would say like what are you interested in? What are you passionate about? What are you curious about? Mm-hmm. And like we've we know a lot of people are in Tacoma now so we can help assist with like you know, introducing people and getting access to some things if that's like, you know, hard for an individual to do. So we can at least provide that. But it's generally we really want to know just what you're interested in. And one of the things that from the get go that we've really, really wanted to do that is it's difficult given the situation we're in is getting voices from different parts of Tacoma. Like, yes, the North End gets a lot of attention. It's, you mm-hmm. know, lots of cool things happen on Sixth Avenue. Lots of cool things happen in Proctor. But like there are only so many stories a couple 30 something white people can tell about Tacoma. And so like mm-hmm. the the thing that, you know, eventually long term, we want to get more voices involved in like South Tacoma you know, the East side, that kind of stuff. Like we really want those people to contribute to our magazine. Um, and we try to put more of an effort toward that in our print magazine than we have ability to do for our, uh, our online stuff. <clears throat> and it's a really, it's a really good point to, to make on that because of how diverse Tacoma really, really is. And it's like with us, I mean, it's what like, we don't have that problem. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? We're, we're super diverse. Four, <laughs> 40 something white guys. It was so, yeah, I know. It, right. Exactly. <laughs> we had like, I mean, like all of us were basically Russian nesting dolls for fat, white, bearded guys. <laughs> we were. And we're then, fat. and then Scott like shaved his beard yeah, and shaved and a couple weeks ago. Really been one. fucking with me to be perfectly honest. So I'm like, you my face is all weird. squishy now. He's like, yeah. look at your tiny face. Yeah, we are like absolutely not the uh, the uh, definition of diversity when what we're doing, no. but we're trying to do that same thing as well. Yeah. It's yeah. trying to be like, yeah, we're doing this fun thing because I want to show how different, how weird, how diverse Tacoma really is. It's hard though. We, I mean, we reach out to people, but a lot of times, you know, it's just not there their crowd right yeah. like we have um some r&b guys coming on we've mm-hmm. had rappers on and stuff but a lot of times we're not doing much for them you know like they're just doing it kind of just to get out you know right. oh just get the word out but we, we're just not their crowd we're not their um um the people they're looking to have come to their shows and stuff right mm-hmm. yeah. but a lot of times i want to expose our listeners to what all the differences there are out right, there right well yeah. and that's me too like i'm a huge i'm a giant rap dork i listen to stupid <laughs> rap music all the time but it just doesn't like it just doesn't fly and even our audience a lot of our audience i mean those are probably our least listened to episodes yeah but we still put them out because i want to put them out there show them out there uh i you guys have been around for about a year and a half now together a young startup um i think even in the email that you sent it was a bit of a shit show i mean it's been running (laughs) along those sort of lines but do you um what have you guys learned so far that if someone's trying to start up their own company in any which way like some advice for those sort of those people out there because that's, I've really found out that a lot of Tacomans 
want to do their own thing. Yeah. And a it's lot a of neat t- place for that. That's yeah. one of my favorite mm-hmm. things is there's a lot of people that, that are just putting out a lot of creative people. And it's a weird mix here. I don't know if it's just because Seattle and Olympia, you have that weird kind of, I don't know, what are the convergence zone? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, weather really. Well, there's the podcast people that do that too. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but I don't know what it is about Tacoma. It's just kind of a neat pool of creativity here. It feels so. like a very amazing time to be starting something in Tacoma. I'm more of a broad thinker than a detailed thinker, but my two pieces of advice would be to be nice. There's so many people here right now. I know. It's... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people here right now who are willing to help anyone else in Tacoma. Like, we have been so welcomed and so supported, more so than I ever imagined. But that and comes around, though. I mean, you guys do the same thing, too. Like, you guys support other people as well. I think we've, we're have we on the benefiting side of it still. We hope to repay That's more. That's how I feel, too, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I would say is I think people in Tacoma really respect people who are genuine. Like, Sierra and I do the best to tell our story as genuinely as we can. We don't pretend to be some sort of big company. We don't have any backing. It's literally just the two of us trying to make this happen. And I think people, like, understand that and can re- relate and you're, to that. And you're forward with that. I mean, yeah. just like you were saying with, uh, like, right. having people come in yeah. freelance. But if you're a thing. new guy, just be like, hey, I'm the new guy. You know, and own it and... Don't pretend you've like had some long history of. Yeah, I think the, some of the magic comes with just having two of you, though. Like the um, the dude that drives around with the the penis camouflage truck. I mean, uh, yeah. come that's Sierra's neighbor, right? Like, who yeah. else is going to get it, it really? put out? Of, it was like no other no other magazine is going to put that out. Well, I think that's that's worth that's a little magic. a short aside here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might be. You got to kind of explain this a little bit. I was going. Do we? I say just let it fly. Like, no, I'm just kidding. People need to know. Yeah, yeah. Just, like I. I, th- I don't remember how much we explained to this in the, the follow-up article, but like I was going for a walk with my my three-year-old son one day in South Tacoma, <laughs> and my neighbor had this van that was covered in camouflage. And the funny thing, like I had walked by it a dozen times, and then it was my wife who like made some joke about it, and I was like, "What? What really? Those are dicks?" And I, and I actually finally looked at it. I'm like, "How did I not notice that?" I can't believe I, you didn't notice that. I, I try to be, you know, Sierra has meat that sort blindness. Thing, but, <laughs> yeah, right. will, you're willfully ignorant when you're right. like, I couldn't so, see it was camouflage, bro. <laughs> I took a quick picture of my cell phone and then like made some. I think it was literally like f- ten words or something. It was like when you realize your neighbor's fan and camouflage is a little more manly than usual or something like. Just really like. Literally, as I'm walking down the block, quick Instagram pose because it's like Sunday and we need to put something up. That was by far, (laughs) all things considered, the most popular piece of content we had ever put out on the internet. Something like... It caught fire, yeah. Something like 400,000 people saw that on Facebook. It was picked up. And that's just the ones that like actually shared it instead of just like screenshot and shared it on their own. Like, you know, we didn't put like watermark or something like this is no. our dick van <laughs> um, well you know what's we have actually comedian friends um and Naren, he's gonna be on he's he's a um he's actually a uh he does weddings he's a priest and so it's kind of his gig he's a comedian as well but he'll do like the creepy priest mm. so a lot of the pictures will be like people kissing and he's hiding <laughs> in the bushes like <laughs> so really funny right but he makes memes and he puts some really funny ones out and people steal them constantly i feel yeah. like we yeah, need those memes they're hilarious some of uh, that he had a trump one sitting on like the uh backroom uh, porno couch and it's uh-huh. like when you need money for a wall and it was hilarious but it got picked up by a, like a big meme um, place on Facebook and was getting hundreds of thousands if there's a magic Tacoma meme generator then we need to meet them and we need to do an article yeah, Noren's awesome so well, he's at Tacoma Comedy Club quite a bit so you can watch him there sometime. he just did something with uh, Andrew Rivers and Rusty at uh, the airport and he was the one that did the PowerPoint presentation at the at the at Brogan's Roast right yeah he the just broast. actually yeah he just opened up amazing. for uh, David Hill this last week really did yeah, he yeah nice that is great. Yeah, I love all that stuff. So is Josh. We'll have them both on at some point. Nice. And that's another thing, making the connections with all the people. You want to find all the, like I said, all the strange, weird, fantastic people that we have in here. And I think you guys are doing that as well. I mean, it's got to be, it, it has to be fun because you've been doing it for uh, a year and a half so far. And it sounds like you guys are still continuing to do it. I mean, fun yeah. is... I mean, not even a big enough word for how much fun we're having. It's amazing. It's what we want to do. It's just a matter of 
getting the business side of it going so that we can continue to do what we're doing. Yeah, we have no problem with that. We make money hand over fist <laughs> doing this. Like, <laughs> Clearly. Like telling Jeff. I'm Go like, check out our Patreon, Good City Podcast. <laughs> Look yeah. how fancy your chairs are. Can you tell? like solid gold. <laughs> Thank you, Union Club, for your felt chairs. <laughs> but it's like that. Yeah, it's in meeting all the people. And like you've been able, we talked about to, uh, Tacoma City Hall. You've been able to do that. What did you get to do with the Tacoma Dome? Oh, we went on the roof. So, yeah, how did you get did. up on the roof? We a asked. lot of stairs. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, where the hell do they keep the... Like, okay, okay, we, we got to start... The, like, So you're inside. Okay, yeah. And there's like the different levels of seating. Mm-hmm. You go to the top level of seating, then they open some sort of stairway, It's and you climb secret. a ladder. It's a secret one. And then there's a series of stairs that are hanging, suspended, oh, geez. that go along the arch of the roof, and... If you, like there was four of us at the time that we mm. went, and if you step in unison, the whole thing starts swaying like nope. crazy. Oh, nope. It's hanging no. from cables. Oh, it's... eat shit. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anxiety just hit a uh, hundred. I have a nope, nope, nope thing about yeah, that. And yeah. I was literally at one point like clawing onto Sierra's arm <laughs> for support. <laughs> so you go all the way to the center of the inside of the dome, and then they unlock another thing, and then you go straight out the hat. Oh. Then you're on top. So you were on the actual roof outside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh how neat. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but who gets to do that, right? But I loved it. Yeah, and right. I'm so glad I did it. But I pro- I don't know if I would do it again. That's neat. Oh, we should talk about the crane. The crane? What oh. did you do on the crane? One of these out here, like the port cranes? No. Uh, well. So we're... We're trying to get, we're doing a story about uh, what it's like to be a tower crane operator in Tacoma. All right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And one of our contributors, uh, Eric Wilson Edge, wrote a really great story. He had a connection with one of the local companies, um, and he talked to one of the guys who operates one of those big-ass cranes. Um, we're tr- currently trying to figure out, it's not as wonderful as a story as maybe you heard. Well, I just meant it's coming up. How many feet up is the Tacoma Dome? 150 or 180? God, jeez, I forget now. That's something like 150. So what I was leaning towards is Sierra is probably going to go up on this crane to take photos of what it looks like from the cab that they sit inside. Probably not you, Sarah? 270. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not going to fucking be me. 270 feet up. Yeah, Yeah, so I was was done. I was at max level at like 180 (laughs) feet, and he's going to go do 270 feet. That's crazy. That's going to be some beautiful views, though. Right. Like, like seriously, just like, I mean, where we're here, we got a perfect shot of City Hall with the backdrop of like Mount Rainier, but then you are just above all of that at that point, wherever you are. Yeah. God. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, we have to, that over Tacoma guy on, on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron. Come on. Yeah. That guy's been putting out some beautiful pictures. He's right? really nice. I too. just want to steal them all. <laughs> Every time we post them on Facebook, I'm like screen capping them and putting my own watermark on them. I'm all, <laughs> I want to, though. They're beautiful. He mm-hmm. does a really good job. They right? are. And he was, so there are a few other drone photographers in Tacoma, but I think he was. I see he was two least, brothers guys, too, that do Oh, something. the two guys creative? Oh, two guys. Or there you go. Just, just two guys. Yeah, there you go. Um, they do a lot of stuff like. I don't even know where they go. I think they they go all over the world. But um, Aaron Bender is the name of the guy who does over Tacoma. He did it. He got popular and he did the social media thing well, specifically Instagram. Um, I think before anyone else did, and so he really got his foot in the door. And it's, I mean, he he kicks our asses in numbers on Instagram, <laughs> but just by flying the damn thing up and pointing down. It's actually you know. just a hobby for him, though. Right. Yeah, he's a, a government contractor. We did a, a story on him, actually, in our first hard copy magazine. Nice. And he's a really, really great guy, and he he lets us use his all, all of his photos for sharing his stuff. And, um, I mean, he could be making lots of money on this thing, but hopefully soon he will. But... For now, he's just a good guy. So now you guys, uh, issue one, sold out. Mm-hmm. Screw you guys. You don't get any out there. <laughs> issue two still has some available. Issue three, what's going on? Uh, we're in pre-order phase right now. Sierra and I are way, way behind on making the content. <laughs> don't tell anyone, but it's a shit show. <laughs> um, it's going to be due out in late March is when we'll be. Nice. So the big thing push right now, even though it's quite a few weeks away, is getting it all together for our designer to do the layout. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, we're taking pre-orders for hard copy three. And then we also do a year long subscription, which is issues three, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people wanted to make sure that they were going to get what was going to come out next. And they can, everyone can find all that information at gritcitymag.com. You sure yep. can. There's and a link to our shop there or the shop direct link for now is gritcityshop.com. Perfect. And then also, uh, social media across the boards. How can people find you guys on, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, yeah, put I don't it know, all out. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Anybody and, uh, to know right now? Snapchat, uh, Grinder. Uh, we're Tinder. kind of too old for most of those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody, you're, you're snappy right now. You're Snapchat. Did right. you call it that? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh, did you? Yeah, it sounded like it. <laughs> it was stupid. I'm cutting that out. Oh, I'm not. Shit. Everything we do is at Grit City Mag, oh. um, and primarily we're we do stuff on Instagram and Facebook. Technically, we do have a Twitter account, but we're not nearly like <laughs> young and caffeinated yeah, enough yeah, yeah. to keep up on that. Like, if you're not a famous person with lots of important things to say, no one really gives a shit. Yeah, um, well, yeah. If you want to argue endlessly, be on right. Twitter because that's the only thing it's good for. It's a piece. No, of shit. your Instagram yeah. is beautiful. You guys, thank have, you. Yeah, well, honestly, that's why people need to at least look at that because that's really neat. So. We also technically have a Pinterest page, but I don't know if we've uh. updated that in about a year. <laughs> I don't know. Don't it's laugh. We might have got one fun too. Photos. Do we have one? We might. No, I don't, you don't even know. I, no, no. I, we, we had one of everything at one point. We really? even did the LO thing for a while. You oh, yeah. I did LO for like a hot minute. I yeah. logged in and it was like, this is not even a thing that exists. Right. Yeah, because it was terrible. He can't hear. It's a secret. They're trying <laughs> to tell secrets. <laughs> we just whisper in the microphone. No one can hear. <laughs> Oh, I, I think this is a good spot yeah. for us to finish up. Like, seriously, thank you guys so much for coming down. Again, gritcitymag.com. Uh, Sarah, Sierra, really do appreciate it. Is there anything else you guys want to tell uh, the listeners before we get out of here? Um, you guys, yeah, if you need a minute, you guys can talk. Yeah. You can cut this out. <laughs> talk like, right here, we can, we'll even take off our headphones because you don't want us to hear it. <laughs> Private conversation. <laughs> no, just the last little bit of news I guess we have to share is that we're going to – we have a site design – site redesign in process. Oh, fun. Um, Cruise Creative. Chris oh, and awesome. Bridget Cruise are helping us redo our site. So it's going to – we're trying to marry a little bit of what like the print copy looks like with an online version. All right, nice. So our online stuff is a little old school right now, so we're going to make that much sexier and enjoyable. And then um, we're planning to also launch a Tacoma calendar. A lot Ooh. of people had told us that really? Tacoma does not have a solid calendar that's comprehensive of different events and functions well, oh, where nice. you can filter like, hey, maybe one day I've got my kids and I want to go to library time, but another time day <clears throat> you want to go to um you know happy hour and only 21 plus events oh nice so, so integrated got, yeah. calendar with all that stuff are you just doing 21 plus or are you doing anything anybody says we're gonna it'll, yeah it'll be in the calendar should be comprehensive so everything but you then you'll be able to filter what you want okay. to see and what you don't nice so hopefully in the neat. next couple weeks month cool we have that coming up. And if people just want to shoot you a message they can do so via like the facebook or social yeah. media like that mm-hmm. perfect Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank this you was for awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. <laughs>